On this reunion episode of Deep Thrones, we bring you up to date on the lives of the Sauce Boys. We reflect on what Game of Thrones meant to us. Chris prepares us on what House of the Dragon could include, and I check in with Amelia Clark, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special episode of Deep Thrones. It's the reunion. We're back. The reunion the episode. The Sauce Boys are back. We're back like we never oh left. God. Is this tugging at your heartstrings? Dude, it's kind of weird. It's I'm tugging at my heartstrings. Lie. It's jacking on my heartstrings. <laughs> it's rocking back at my heartstrings right it, now. Like, you kind of get out of the groove a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to sound as crispy as I once I'm nervous. We were, like, nervous. Yeah. We're nervous. We, I, it's been so long. Let's 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 grease those nervous wheels a little bit yeah, here. Let's do it, dude. We got a little, got a little crispy boy break, We're going to break the wheel. We're going to grease the wheel. We got crispy boys. You ready? Miller lattes. Wait, I, okay. Let's Three, go. two. Oh. That's beautiful. Oh. That's beautiful. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. So when I walked downstairs, it, so we do like a production meeting for about 30 minutes or an hour before each episode. Yeah. And we're doing this and Chidi goes, you know, we got Miller lattes in the fridge. Like, feel free to take one if you want. But but no, Ross, no, no, like, no, you don't have to. And I was like, Chidi, do you know that on the eighth day, the Lord said, you shall taketh this Miller latte and drinketh it <laughs> on the eighth day. On the eighth day, you know. And it, I forgot about that day. Yeah, well, a lot of people do forget about latte that. Day. But the sauce boys don't forget about sauce latte boys day. do not forget, man. I'm. Oh man, this feels good. It does. It feels good. I just want you guys to know that we put this reunion episode together the same way that the show writers put season eight together. Rushed. Shitty. Very little care. <laughs> Shitty. <laughs> But we wanted to do it. We missed it. We hope you guys missed it. We're just going to shove it down you guys' throats. As loyal listeners, you guys will listen to whatever. Yeah, we're going to pancake this podcast <laughs> straight down, you guys. No, but honestly, though, I think we do have some really cool stuff to talk about today. But before we get into that, though, mascots. So we were watching, we were watching this basketball mascots. game. First topic on the Deep Thrones, mascots. Mascots. So mascots... Kind of like Chris had a hot take. Like thinking about this. Okay, guys, try to follow me here. You're a mascot, right? Mm -hmm. You also happen to be, uh, you know, federal sex offender. Federal sex offender. But you know, if you're diddling kids, like, what better job for you? It's mascot than a mascot because a, you know, you're you're obviously allowed to touch kids, right? Right. That's like that's like in the job description. B, your boner is concealed the whole time. Yeah. So, so mascots, I think, is the per- they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah, they're dancing around at sporting events, and and they, they it's a victimless crime. It's not really a victimless crime. Ah! I think anytime the word diddler is used, there's victims. Hold on, hold on one second here. All right, okay, that's a great point about diddlers, mm-hmm. but don't retract from my point about mascots and diddlers being the perfect job for one another. Uh, okay, so like if I was a diddler. Which I'm not on the record. Uh-huh, okay. I want that on the record. I'm not. <laughs> we're, a we're an anti-diddling podcast. We're an anti-diddler podcast, but I do agree that mascot is like top five professions you'd want. There you go. Uh, I think like mascot. What other? What, what other? Uh, um, well, do, do we want to go down this road? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I don't, be, think we wanna, be, I don't think we want to get into this. We'd be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> just but, fucking shit but up. But just a reminder, anti-diddling podcast. Anti-diddling. But just, I mean, I'm just thinking objectively as, like, if, if I were to be a diddler, right. I'd be applying for every mascot job. Of course. Ever. Which is, I guess it's good to know you got that. <laughs> if, if if what you're doing now doesn't work out. Yeah, just fall back on the There's other options. Not that I'm a diddler. But no, he's yeah. not. No, 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 But anyway, so. Um, so I just want to say really quick, guys, we haven't recorded since May. We made a lot of promises. Um, <laughs> the DTB podcast, if you guys ever listened to those, those were great. Uh, yeah, those were limited release. Limited <laughs> release. Straight to DVD. <laughs> On the Walmart, in the like $5 bin at Walmart. Um, but we haven't recorded since May. We've been very busy. Me and Chris actually aren't really friends. This is a professional relationship. We yeah. never hang out. I never Screw see this guy. guy. He hates me. Uh, I'm cool with him, but he, he despises me. But since May, Chris, what's been going on in your in your world, Sauce Boy? Dude, life's been going good. Uh, work's been going well. I can't, I can't complain about anything, really. That's awesome. You're coaching? Uh, yeah, defensive coordinator at Spirit Academy High School. So With a, with a guest from the season. podcast. Yes. Nick. Yep. Nick, was, Nick, who was on the pod, uh, I think that was in Season 7. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's it's going well. Um, we set a ton of records offensively, defensively. We had a solid year. Um, we had one like really bad game when we got smoked, but other than that, you guys literally though have a brand new program. 
and yeah. you completely have get, you've given it its first winning season. And uh, there's actually, for the first time ever, I think this program is looking up, looking for yeah. a future. So we, we're eligible for the playoffs next year. So as long as we have a winning season next year, you'll see us in the 5A state playoffs. So Which that's something awesome. to be excited about. Awesome for those kids. So we'll see. And then also, I you have a new roommate. The, yeah, expanded the family. We got Roma the kitten. Roma the kitten. She's, She's great. awesome. Roma Sims. Uh, she she slides in on the family tree, like right below mm. my Swedish child somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? Just who knows no, she's probably above there. him. Yeah. <laughs> She at least gets, like, gifts. and <laughs> Yeah, she gets yeah. love. She gets yeah, love she and gets affection. love and affection. So uh, what's what's going on in the world of Sheedy? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. No, um, since May, what's been going on? Well, just been doing a lot of shit, uh, a lot of work, still working on the boats. I went to L.A., which was fun. Oh, yeah. Saw LA's Los tight. Angeles. I, saw, I, met, I didn't meet him, but I saw Conan O'Brien live, front row. Now, did you go when it was cold here? And no, I went in escape. June. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I went in June. Well, that's just poor uh, planning. You want to go when you when can get cold. some warm weather. Yeah. Well, I just, it was the one time that worked for me and the person I was hanging out with. And it was a good time, man, seeing Los Angeles. I've never been there. It is a very big city. It's fun to visit. I don't know if I'd ever want to live there. Unless yeah. I was getting paid back. I heard the there. traffic's just awful. Oh, know? yeah, the traffic. There's fires all over. Well, how, <laughs> like, how about that ride in? <laughs> Guess what? It's called... That's a, that's why they call, they call Los it Angeles. It's a little windy city. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, but it was a good time, and then just been hanging out a lot, doing a lot of bullshit, uh, you know, same all. It's pretty neat. It's yeah. pretty neat. Pretty neat. Hey, and, thanks for sharing. And also, I know that like five seconds ago we said that we didn't hang out, but we did go see 1917 last night. We did. We did well, to prepare for this. Yeah, right, yeah, Because yeah, exactly. Tommen's in it. Tommen as is, is in Rob it. Stark. Yep, so I don't know Tommen's name, but Richard Madden is Richard the actor Madden. who Tommen's plays Rob name Stark. is... Bill Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, kid sucks. Even in yeah. other movies, the kid just still gets a show. Yeah. Still How about a show. Uh, in the in the in that Netflix series, The King, and and Tommen just like gets owned in the beginning. Yeah. Tommen's a bitch. He clearly <laughs> directors are. He's been typecast as a bitch. He's been getting owned since fucking since day one. Yeah. Thirteen. Fantastic. Um, but I thought it was a very good film. Um, you were impressed with the, the attention to detail, dude. Unbelievable. So for for those of you who don't know, I'm kind of like a. World War nerd. You're just a two. you're a big time war nerd. You're a history buff. Yeah, and 1917 from the very beginning, like their attention to detail. I'm not going to spoil too much, but I mean everything from the telephone lines running through the trenches to like uh, even the depth of the trenches themselves. The the change from when you're like back lined on the trenches to on the actual front. Like the people looked completely shell shocked and stuff. Um, when they go over the top, like that was just amazing. The craters from the artillery yeah. shell, um, um, you know, and, and also like the whole like plot line. Right. I'm not going to say like actual, like what Tom and the yeah. other main character were doing, but the whole, I guess, setting where the Germans actually retreated. Yeah. That was actually real. They like needed to consolidate their forces on the Western front. So they moved back to like a smaller line called the Hindenburg line and uh, Hindenburg line and so nice. it, it, they did a really good job of being true to the setting which I appreciate yeah. in movies like that from my perspective from the film side of things as a person who for a long time wanted to be in that uh, field the cinematography how it is filmed as if it were a single take yes. it's Unreal. not obviously it's physically impossible but they follow it as if it is a single take really well done the cinematographer mm-hmm. I think is a lock for the Oscar I think this is a lock for best picture yeah. if it wins the producer guild award which I think comes out next weekend it will win the Oscar because then it has the Globe and the Producers Guild, and those are ninety percent of the voters right there yeah. for Oscars, anyways. Um, Dude, I think it was really well Hollywood, done. Hollywood's big on guilds; they it just is. love guilds. A lot of unions. Should but they we call make them a guilds. guild? Ooh, the Sauce Guild. <laughs> Yo, oh. hit us up if you want to join. Membership the fees are yeah. one fifty, about three fifty. What do you got on you? <laughs> <laughs> Empty those pockets. Yeah, what's in there? Show us those hands. Show us those in there. Those headphones. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend going to see 1917. Yeah, I do too. It's a great film. It, uh, that and Knives Out. I saw Knives Out. Another great film. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I thought 1917 was going to have more. I thought it was going to focus more on the dudes, the two boys. I was under the impression that they fell in love. Oh, like a broke back 1917? Broke back World War One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was mine. Broke that'd back be, trench. That'd Ooh. be cool. <laughs> Broke back trench. That just sounds nasty. Yeah, get that trench. You got some trench foot. Dig out uh, those trenches. Yeah, trench toes. Oh, oh. Man. No, here we go with the yeah, toes. Well, we'll save it. We'll stay, save it. stay out, Brad. Uh, but of course, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Before we get into the Thrones, though, go Tigers, LSU. Oh yeah, champs. shout out to LSU. That was Great cool. win. They're at the White House today. Meeting with Donnie. <laughs> probably eating some McDonald's. 
Him oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's probably McDonald's, Burger King, some White Castles, just everything all mixed together. Oh yeah, you know, you know, they were just <laughs> loaded up. Yeah, it's the least healthy those guys have eaten. Did you see that? Like at LSU's victory, like in their clubhouse, like a cop was there, like telling the kids that were like under a certain age to like put out the drinks and stuff. Well, isn't that the guy who OBJ slapped on the ass? Yes, and then he Odell Beckham slapped on the ass him. and he filed yeah. a charge against Odell Beckham. You can't you can't slap people on the ass anymore, dude. Like, you, I don't think you ever could. Uh, well, <laughs> you could get away with it in a locker room. Yeah, that's true. Why well, Odell Beckham's mistake was he should have slapped him on the ass and been like, "Good job." Yeah, yeah. You, you have to say, compliment a guy yeah, when you, you smack him on the ass else, in a locker room. Right. Yeah, you got to be yeah. like, good hit. You can't be, you can't go opposite sex at slapping. No, but if it's a guy in a locker room, I feel like that ass is up for grabs. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Chris is dressed as a mascot, running around, <laughs> just slapping, <laughs> slapping, slapping, slapping ass. Fantastic. But yeah, so you were saying this is a Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones podcast. Man. We're gonna so the the structure of the episode is obviously gonna be a little bit different than what we've done in the past, but we will still start with the review. Um, yeah, this we're gonna. Time, it's an overarching review, review of Game of Thrones, and and most importantly, not just season eight, but we'll start with season eight. But the entire show, how do we view it? Uh, removed from. But let's start with this, Chris. How do you see season eight now with some time removed? Have you watched any episodes since? I got to be honest. I have watched episodes since. I haven't rewatched season eight because it kind of upsets me. The thing that I noticed as, or I guess after I was recording, was I kind of defended a lot of what was going on in season eight. Me too. Like right after seeing it. Me too. And I think it was because a lot of me just wanted to be like, "There's no way they're completely blowing." This I wanted like to this. like it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's an it's natural. It's human. And again, our podcast was raw. It was that night. It was that night. It was right after it was, we saw it. We just went into it. No lube. And, <laughs> correct. No lube, no condom. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's. I, I'm very disappointed, I guess, would be my overall reaction to season eight. Because it's, you know, you don't want to take away from all the hard work that everyone put into the show. Like, everyone from, like, the whole cast was still stellar and did their best to perform. It's the writing. That was it. Yeah. And they were given a shit tough. sandwich, yeah. Even like, even like uh, the people who who would help with the set and everything, their attention to detail Beautiful. was very high. Yeah. But then they're just getting rushed from the top down, and it's yeah. kind of like, well, coffee cups what the all fuck over. are we supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's tough. How how did you feel about everything overall? I so when I listened to the, I re-listened to our podcast more than I've watched Game of Thrones, but I actually restarted Game of Thrones. I'm on season one, and I am watching it, thinking this is great. It's great television, mm-hmm. and and season eight. Uh, is trash. It is. It is to me. I'm listening to the podcast, and I agree. Me and you defended an awful lot, um, and I think some of it was rightful. I think at a certain point, people were looking for shit to hate. Yeah, and that annoys me. But, but uh, a lot of their also a lot of their qualms are legitimate. I think I land. I think it was it was bad. I think no one wanted King Bran. I think the story at all did not direct to King Bran. I think Daenerys going crazy way too quick. Way too quick because in yeah. season seven, even though she burns the Tarleys, like they didn't bend the knee. To me, that's not even like the craziest thing a person could have. It wasn't like, oh, Daenerys is going nuts, right? Not to me, that didn't show it. It was right. like they should have just bent the fucking knee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the best decision. Like we at that time we, we said discussed that, it. Yeah, that she maybe they should have been taken captive, but but that doesn't show that doesn't... to me that she's beginning to go insane. She's exactly. losing it. Exactly. I was reading an article. Or maybe maybe you and I were discussing this, but it was basically saying that if they had given us another season, maybe and I would then, have taken two. And yeah. then this, you know, this season could have all just been about the the Night King and the White Walker threat. Oh, and then great. once that's settled, then we move on to Danny and John and them trying to take King's Landing. Yeah, and that way you have a lot more time to show slow development of exactly. you know of, Daenerys. of Sansa just immediately wanting to be queen. Um, of yeah. Danny going nuts. Bran out of nowhere accepting of Bran, of Bran just being like, yeah, you know, I kind of knew this the whole time, but everything I've ever said ever was anti-being king. Yes. Um, like, Bullshit. Jon Snow just like fighting all this time and then just being like, being all right, a side I'm going to fucking just chill now and yeah. just go fuck off of they, they really ruined some awesome characters and made them side characters. Tyrion was worthless for yeah. two and a half seasons. Uh, Daenerys... The the crazy like how quickly she went insane was so troubling to me. Give me two seasons. Give me the White Walker season. Give me the season. Give me a scene where she's just like mumbling to herself. 
yeah. on the train <laughs> with crack. <laughs> with crack. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think we're kind of agreeing on the same thing. I yeah. think the only part where we disagree is I don't necessarily mind how the show ended, like as far as Bran being king and stuff. Yeah. I it's think... just a matter of it being rushed to that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think King Bran to me was so jarring. I mean, I'll never forget all of us down here for the final viewing. We had a whole room full of people. And as they're doing it, I think it was Cassie, just a quiet, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and we're all like, yeah, I don't know. Well, Tyrion's like, who's had a better story? Like, who's, like, done all this and had the greatest story? Yeah. And it's like, uh, Tyrion, your story was better than Bran. Everyone's. Uh, Arya's. Sansa's story. Sansa's. Arya's story. John's definitely. The, the fucking kid from the Vale story was better than <laughs> Bran's, dude. Yeah. He was sucking titty till he was 12. That alone is better than anything Bran did. Jealous. Jealous, dude. Yeah. I haven't sucked a titty since I was 12. Since <laughs> um, but, but yeah no i think it, it is it's kind of like a slap in the face to, to all the viewers to the fans, yeah and, but so then that brings me to my next question for you chris was does it ruin the show for you i've gone back now and i'm watching season one and season eight lingers over my head but i know one through six i'm gonna love every minute of it i and i liked seven a lot too i do like going back and kind of like looking at some things but it Oh, the Daenerys tub scene? No, not that. But Me neither. It does. It, it does ruin the whole outlook of it. It's like it's kind of like when you're watching it, and you're just like thinking in the back of your head, like, "Oh, I like I know how shittily it ends." Yeah. Um. However, I have started going back and reading the books again. Yeah, preparing. which is relieving because you get all the detail that was lacking in season eight. So. Yeah. To to directly answer the question, yes, when I'm going back and rewatching episodes, I'm kind of like, yeah, this this blows how they kind of just completely blew this mm. thing. But I do still like the storyline. I'm still a huge fan of yeah, of the world. I love the, the world. The cast, the cast, fucking crushed it. You know? Oh god, the, so, cra- the the cast was amazing. Yeah. And they're all doing great now. They all have different projects they're working on. Yeah, Sophie's doing great. Kit's doing great. No, do, does it ruin it for you? It doesn't. I'm able to watch one through seven and like it, and I think I can draw on things from season eight that I like. Like when Arya kills the Night King, I loved that. In the moment, I remember the reaction. It was so much fun. The episode was trash as a whole. I mean, Sam should have been dead. All that bullshit we can rehash. Yeah. But like to me, <laughs> people just being buried under like hordes of White Walkers, walkers and somehow live. Live, yeah. Because he turned. Not White Sam walkers, was so fat. The, he turtled into his coat. Oh yeah, and they couldn't true. get to him. Yeah, but like Tormund, and then when they all stand up. And John is surrounded by them, but none of them are able to kill him. Yeah. Oh, oh, no time! We're not, no we're, time. we're not reliving this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Dude. fucking toss the mic across. Yeah, no, room. don't do it. Don't do it. We've already had like four mic problems this <laughs> this recording, guys. So he can't go throwing shit. But like, I think of the good times. I think of all the oh, Khaleesi's, please, Khaleesi, and I think of all the. I just realized my Baelish and Mormont's the same. Oh, Sancha. Oh. I miss all those guys, dude. I miss those moments. How about, the, how about dude, dude, the Trader dude, Spices Lanny? got the shit into the stick. Dude, Trader Spices. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not with my, my ships. Dude, what about Lancel? What about Lanny Land, dude? dude that painter's head? Lanny Land? Are you dude, kidding me? when he was laying the pipe on Cersei. <laughs> and, and tube socks on and hat. Dude, when he was, when he was Bob Ross painting them titties. <laughs> <laughs> with his little paintbrush. Dude, talk about talk about like all time like stockbusters right there. Lanny, Lanny, <laughs> dude. Like once he, when, when he was smanging Cersei, like dude, he, you wanted to own Lanny Land stock. Oh yeah, his stock couldn't have been higher. But then, dude, when I love how like the first two episodes, we're like Lancel Lannister fucking sucks, and then we by the end of it, we're like, dude, Lanny's the man. Lanny Land, Lancel Land, dude, the Trader of Spice, all those moments. Stabbed by dude. a little kid and like, oh, God, can't like, crawl. Yeah, it just gets blown up by wildfire. But I miss all those moments. Miss Marjorie, Miss Marjorie, Marjorie, big fan of Marge. You know, her death. Oh, that hit me hard. She she has a um, some show coming out soon. I think on on one of the. There's so many streaming services now. I don't even know. Yeah. But she has a show coming out where she's like kind of a queen character again. Mm. She does that really well. She did Anne Boylan well like, on in, the Hub. Is that the streaming service? It's on? No, no. Queen stuck in throne. Fuck. <laughs> no, no. Wrong service. Wrong, wrong service. service. Wrong service. All right. And one thing I thought that was kind of pointless, but you can give your opinion on this. But when when the petition came out to remake season eight, yeah, it's not and how it works. They got like a million signatures or whatever. I mean, what, what's your thought on? It's not that? how it works. It's not how art works. It's not how movies work. It's not how TV works. You get what they put out, and if it's trash, it's trash. That's just how it is. It's not. You can't just remake it. 
It's just not how the world works, man. Now, the counter-argument to that is people have been remaking fucking shows and, and movies and stuff for, yeah. for years. They reboot films and stuff, but it's tough to do it just because one was trash. You'd be like, oh, season eight was trash. Give him another shot. Yeah, yeah, that's not how art works. Yeah. You know, I would love to see a feature-length film of, like, Robert's Rebellion. Yes. Or something like that. Would that would be fantastic. You know? An hour and a half. Yeah. The, the Battle of the Trident, is that when Rhaegar fell to, yep. um, Robert, to Robert? Yep. The Warhammer. Ta- caught the Warhammer to the chest. And the rubies fell out. And we're going to be getting into some Targaryen history a little later on in this podcast, but that oh, yeah. would be interesting to see. Hell yeah. I would have loved that. I, I, and that's another thing I missed in Season 8. Um, I would have loved a conversation where Ned Stark received some re- redemption. He never lost his honor with Cat. Never. And he wore that. Remember the famous quote from season one when Robert's like, so who was this woman that Ned Stark gave up his honor for? He didn't. Yeah. Ned was a truly noble man, and he protected John with all his heart and soul. And John never had a moment where he's like, you know, thanks, Ned. I mean, he was more mad yeah. at Ned because he lied, but you understand that Ned Stark literally kept this kid alive, raised him as his own, well, gave they him had, a life. They, they, they did have that scene in season eight. No, because I haven't rewatched season eight, so my right. memory may be very foggy. Deleted scenes in my mind that I don't want to remember. But was there not a scene where they were in the crypts in front of like Ned's statue? And, yeah, like, but he that was, was when he told Sansa that he's given the whole bullshit of like, oh, my own father lied to me. You know? Yeah, yeah, true. It's like, no, your uncle did. <laughs> <laughs> Uncles have been lying to kids for years. Yeah, man. diddling kids, diddling kids, all those mascot uncles. <laughs> you know what? What's interesting though is another disappointing part, like the whole. John like telling them that he was actually Rhaegar's son and yeah. not Ned's and that like ended up having no nothing no bearing on anything no prince that that's promised none of that shit came up sad let's let's move on because I'm starting to get on. I'm starting to fucking yeah I'm, you, ever get, you ever get it. so let's mad you get a boner <laughs> no no I think they call that me like, neither like, <laughs> they call that psychotic tendencies I'm having a psychotic break right now okay. is what you're saying. You've never just gotten so angry that you're just, oh, all the blood's rushing to your penis? I do not. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Next segment. But you had a you had a message that you wanted to send to the show writers, though. Oh, yeah. Well, it's they gave us their all. They did, right? They gave us everything they had. Did I mean, they? Well, to a, a little bit. Not in season eight. They were the ones they, saying, yeah. let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, I agree. But... But for the effort that they did give in season eight, for all the writing, for all of the detail of season eight, I think on behalf of myself and Chris and the entire Deep Thrones family, to Dan and Dave, I just want to tell you guys one thing. You blew it. You fucking blew you it. You fucking blew it. You guys We don't even love you. We don't even love you. We're not going to do I love you, buddy, but you blew it. You, you just guys blew just it. suck. You, you blew it. You even our buddies, pals. You blew it. If it was like guys. 20% better, I think people would have, ex- would have accepted it. But it was su- you just complete trash. Complete they, trash. It, it really just seemed like they didn't care. No. And it was obvious. It was obvious that they didn't care. There was no attention to detail on their part. Right. All the actors... I mean, I said I said this... Amelia Clark gave her best performance of the all eight seasons. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> okay? She did. She wasn't uh-huh. even naked in season eight. You can't make this a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can, though. You can make it a thing. Dude. You can make it a thing. I'm not even there anymore. I've moved... I haven't. Now, what would you say overall rating? If we're looking at Game of Thrones as a whole, mm. as a series, you have to include eight season seasons. eight. Yeah, you got to include eight. My overall eight rating, eight. I'll give it a seven. A seven. Seven, because it's there's so many moments. The Battle of the Bastards to me is the greatest episode of television ever. Yeah, all of TV, dude. It was and like I love crack. Breaking Bad. I can I can watch. I can watch it over and over. Battle of the Bastards. All Hard day. Home, great episode. I think Watchers on the Wall, the fight with Mance Raider, to oh, me yeah. underrated because it's so early on. Uh, Jon Snow with the King of the North chant. Uh, Arya slitting the throat of um, Walder, Walder Frey. Frey. All those moments. The red wedding, the purple wedding. That's the Joffrey one, right? Is the purple wedding? I, I never heard it called that, but... I'm going with it. The purple wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, that very well may be. And even for me, I love the the uh, the wagon train fight. Or what is it called? When, when Daenerys attacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. supply train. The supply train. That's yeah. great. What about you? What's your rating overall? I This is a tough question for me here. Because this is still... My favorite series of all time, so I don't want to slight it too much. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with a seven and a half and stay around the same ranking that you were at. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fantastic show. I don't think it's like that would be like if you went through your whole like 
high school and college career like eight years, right? Yeah. And you kicked ass for seven of those eight years, and then the, the eighth you kind of just fucking like shat your pants. Just imagine they're like Chris Sims, and you go up to get your diploma and explosively shit. Just all, all over the stage. All over the stage, yeah. yeah. The dean. And then, and then you start like sliding around in it across the stage. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah the commencement speaker who's like an old alumni in a wheelchair, you just, just littered with shit. Just all, all over. over. All over the workings all of the over. chair. It gets in people's hair. They got to like yeah. go wash their hair out. That's a rough ending. Yeah, it is. But still, like you have the, you still have that seventy five percent that's going to get you to pass. Right? Oh yeah, you're you shooting know? ropes. Yeah, well, <laughs> quite. So that's 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 where I'm at. Seven and a half, seventy five percent. It's tough because like a lot of the episodes don't have Shay, but some of the episodes do have Shay. Ooh. So I don't know how do I Shay curve it. Because there's horror wizardry uh, in some episodes. Dude, now we're getting into all sorts of math that I just yeah, don't no, even know. Yeah, no, it's too tough. We yeah. need, like, a nuclear scientist <laughs> to figure out the shaker. We get a nuclear physicist yeah. in there. But I agree. Season 8 was just a giant poop. Just a big old poop. It's just the biggest big piece of shit donkey, you've ever seen. Big old donkey turd. Just a big shit. Yeah. Just a big old shit. In so, Season 7, you could see the beginnings of the rush job when Daenerys flies to the wall in oh, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then and then just forgets that there's a fleet. Well, no, oh, no. It's season eight. Dude, it's season Everyone eight. Everyone's forgetting everything in season did. eight, yeah. dude. Jamie kind of forgot that they could stand over there and not get crushed by Some rocks. people love rolling around in shit, though, dude. Like, there are people with the poop, poop fetishes are a real thing. I once knew a guy. A lot of mascots. Who knew a guy. Wait, who, is this real? Did you actually know a guy? No, this is, well, this is a story that I heard, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the oh, implications of right. who it is out of this. No, yeah, we don't need to hear but, names. Um, so this guy... Is he like meets this chick at a bar, like super hot chick by all accounts, goes back to her place. They're, you know, hooking up. They start doing oral sex and she's like, hey, can I like put these anal beads in your butt? And then so he's like, yeah, fuck it. And then she does it. And like right as like he's about to finish, she like yanks him out of his butt. And he shits. And he poos all over the place. <laughs> Oh, no. And then she starts rolling around in the poo. What? And then, and then he's like, and then he like puts his clothes on, like gets the hell out of there. Is this mascot erotica you've been reading, or is this no, real? No, this is this is real stuff. This dude, this is like the same story uh, that Batman came from. No, Batman, okay, yeah. that it's fake. No, it's real. Batmaning wasn't real. No, Batmaning was. Batmaning is real. No, it's not. You go down. He is. He is a protector. Of the innocent, he's a vigilante. He protects those who can't protect themselves. Dude, he doesn't. He doesn't tie dudes down. You're, and talk, give a, you're talking about a man who fucking dresses up as a bat at night to and fight goes crime and, and fights people. No. Yeah, to save people. No, come on. And but, then you're saying he gets his rocks off at Motel Six. Have, you're telling me that guy doesn't have skeletons in his closet? <laughs> come on. All right, all right. Batman, guys, be careful. Yeah, that's wild. So that's our wild. next segment. We're going to give our MVPs and LVPs, so most valuable LVP, player, least, least valuable, valuable player. player. Well, it's most valuable player and then least valuable pussy. Uh, well, let's not let's not talk, because I own a cat, so let's, oh, okay. not, let's not we won't discriminate yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. against pussy. Least valuable person. Um, so, you want to start least valuable? Yeah, let's start least valuable. Okay. So Who's my, your LVP? I have Robert, Robert Baratheon as my least valuable That's actually a really solid pick. Because if, had he still been alive, yeah. none of this shit would ever happen. That boar hunt, dude. The boar hunt. And he's getting drunk. He's just whoring all the time. He's not paying attention to anything. Yeah. So, least valuable person, Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Mine, Rickon Stark. There's, that's on brand. He is a Stark... He has the honor of, of holding that Stark title, and he doesn't do shit. He runs around early seasons when Bran is Warden of the North before Theon comes and takes it. He's crushing nuts at the table while Bran's trying to take care of important business. You move on a little bit. They're traveling. He's eating all, all the valuable food. He's <laughs> eating all of Osha's food. He's eating all of Bran's food. This is another mouth to feed. He immediately gets captured. He immediately becomes bargaining chip. He forces John to lead his entire army into a charge when they weren't supposed to in the Battle of the Bastards. If I was John, well, that I was that wasn't Rickon's fault. Yes, it was. If he didn't get captured, John. Oh, if I point. was John, I would have been like, just come the whole way. At a certain distance, arrows can't keep going. Like all he had to do was zigzag. Literally, that joke zigzag, is true. Yes, all zigzag. he had to do was zigzag. Yep. And frankly, I, who, I, if I was John, I would have been like, nah. All right. So as a Rickon apologist, I'm no, just going to play this it. role here. What what did what do you want him to do? Well, he's a little ass kid. He's at that point, or well, well yeah. at the at the zigzag point, he's he's, he's grown enough. I just, I, he's but just like in the beginning, he's a little kid. I, he, he's just 
Arya's little and she's a badass. Bran was little and he's a badass. Yeah, uh, uh, but more of a cooler than Rickon. Yeah. Rob's a badass. All the Starks are cool. You know, they all have some redeeming quality. Name one redeeming quality, of Rickon. What? And he doesn't look like me. <laughs> I was gonna say. I saw you gearing up to say it. It's okay. not true. I don't look like Rickon. In the one picture, in you the guys one look picture, very okay. similar. in one picture, you can make you look like Justin Trudeau in a couple pics. Well, that doesn't mean you look. <laughs> everybody like Everybody looks like Justin Trudeau. <laughs> He's in a chameleon. Some that guy, yeah, that he can guy. look like anybody. <laughs> Hell, you could be Justin Trudeau for all. We I know both right could now. be, which is wild. <laughs> Who's the real Justin Depends Trudeau? On what year we're Everyone has these guns. Who's the real Trudeau? Um, <laughs> it's like that Spider-Man meme where they point at each other. Black and white Trudeau. <laughs> He's just, to me, Rick on is just a real worth, really worthless. And that's all we have to say about it. Okay. I also, in least valuable, um, he's not really least valuable, but just in terms of how evil he was, I thought Joffrey was a great villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's very sure. valuable. But, but yeah. least valuable in terms of just, oh, I hate I him. hated him. Yeah. He was a good dude to hate. Ramsey, Bolton, great dude to hate as well. Who is your MVP? I'll start MVP. Okay. I actually, I'm saying Daenerys Targaryen. Nope. Oh. Okay. Uh, no. Respectfully. Explain. Okay. She's hot. No, I'm kidding. She um <laughs> she is to me the catalyst of a lot of things. Um the North doesn't uh well John's dead if not for her. Um the North definitely doesn't beat the White Walkers if not for her dragons and her Dothraki and her Unsullied and all that. Even though the Dothraki were worthless, the Unsullied were huge. She to me is the crux of the entire show. Even though the War of the Five Kings she's not involved with. She is always the, to me, the one that keeps the show moving. That's fair. I can see that. At least, at least after you know seasons two and three, because then she, she really steps into power in the marine yes. and stuff, and yeah. starts heading over towards Westeros. Okay, that's fair. Mine is Arya, because oh wow, she oh, that's a great choice. She killed the Night King. She the the whole Stark reunion with her was freaking awesome. Um, she was really like the only one throughout the whole series who didn't make too many dumb decisions. No, she pretty consistently was awesome. I mean, the only, the only like glaring one, like there were a few when she was like younger and then when she had the three people that she could have killed and she could have killed like Tywin Lannister or anybody yeah. and she chose like yeah. people who were pretty much non-consequential. Um, and then also... When she was training to be a faceless man, and she didn't kill that one person, like blew her cover, mm-hmm. and almost got killed. I don't. I still don't know how she survived. All Oysters, those, lambs, and cockles. Dude, all those shanks to the stomach that she survived. What the hell? Oh, she's a spider monkey. She yeah. gets shanked in the, her guts all the time. <laughs> she, <laughs> she can survive. She's a chandelier, she's a chandelier girl. girl, dude. Those girls get shanked and fucking keep takes a licking and keeps on ticking, dude. She's like a Rolex. <laughs> But uh, Arya, yeah, I'm MVP. MVP, and also in the eighth season. So listening back in the history of our podcast, which I do listen to our podcast, sue me. I work, it gets boring, I want to listen to podcasts, I listen to my own podcast, who cares? And I said in season eight that her and Gendry were going to bang, and I was ridiculed uh, yeah. on this podcast around season well, two. It, it was cheesy, dude. I fucking, it was corny. Yeah, but it happened. I don't think I don't think I said that it wouldn't happen. I said that I didn't. I didn't. You don't want, want it to happen. happen. Yeah. We also well. Also, I predicted that Gendry might be king, and that turned out to be oh, really man. wrong. Re-listening to the podcast, there are some points where I'm like, "This is hilarious." Just the shit we talked about, so random, off the cuff. You mean like mascots diddling kids? Mascot, like that's a perfect example. Mascots <laughs> diddling kids. Um, that's our that's our next podcast. That's our next podcast. It's, it's like our, it's like kids. cereal, but for mascots. We're just like. <laughs> 1988, Benny the Bull is invented. <laughs> um, we have a Mount Rushmore for We do. Guys. Mount Rushmore, greatest disappointments. Right. From all Which of Thrones. Sad. Yeah, that's actually kind of negative. I want to I want to pre- preface this segment by saying that, again, the cast did a fantastic job. Yes. Um, Amelia Clark was great. Most of the people involved with setting up the show and everything. Fantastic job. Fantastic. Show writers completely Bogus. blew it. Okay, Bogus. so we, we don't want to keep harping on bad things here, but I think with the way that the show went, it kind of makes sense that our final episode covering this series is kind of, you know, harping somber. on the disappointments. Well, yeah, because yeah, it was disappointing, I'd say. So, so we're going to do can our lead top us off. Four. You get first Oh, I get the first, first pick? pick. Yeah. Wow. You know? That's very nice That's of you. Happy, Merry Christmas. Thanks, dude. Um, my first pick for greatest disappointments is the double death of Cersei and Jamie. They had to die in a different way in my opinion. I also think Jamie's character arc was ruined by going back to Cersei. 
I've said that for a while. I just wish that they, I think Cersei should have died by by a blade of a Stark uh, or, or even Jamie's. I wish Jamie killed Cersei. Yeah, I think that, that would, would be have been awesome. the full redemption for him. He kills her and then he walks out and looks over King's Landing and then he dies from that blade that he took from, um, oh, what's Theon's uncle? Greyjoy. Um, oh, Euron. Uh, Euron. Yeah. Euron Greyjoy. Because he was bleeding out, people forget. Jamie was bleeding out. Yeah. So I would have preferred he killed her and then he just kind of walked away just and dies. looked over, you know. Um, maybe there's a map and he's just staring at Casterly Rock on the map and just dies because he could have had that. You know, dies in the in the map room. There. Yeah, yeah. Where him and Cersei had so many great scenes. Yeah. Shit, that's better written than. Hey, it's not not hard to write better than those no, guys. True. Then that's true. My number one pick is going to be the Night King and just mm. the White Walkers in general. Yeah, I mean, just from the literally the opening scene in in season yeah. one, episode one. The White Walkers are this great threat, and then to have it end as quickly as it did, I don't even like. I don't need again. I don't care so much like that. Arya killed the Night King. Some people like were like, "Well, it should have mm. been John or Danny." Um, it's just how quickly it happened. One episode. Yeah. He doesn't even get in a sword fight. He just kind of walks around. Yeah, it just and somebody like who was the Night King, right? What was his deal? I don't know. What, how? What what was their motivation? We know like, none never of know. that stuff was ever yeah. addressed, and it's it's very disappointing. It's, oh, they just want to end the story of Westeros. That's weak. It's yeah. so weak. Yeah, um, that's a good play pick. Uh, my second pick, uh, Tyrion's lack of late season importance disappointed me. He went from being man when he was in King's Landing early Dude, seasons and with Baelish and Varys. It's, oh, Tyrion, you little bitch. Oh, that and was Tyrion's like peak Thrones yeah. in, in my. Okay. What Varys, Tyrion, and Baelish, Cersei, Tywin, all these mind games. Then you got the North where it's just mostly warring and you got those tough grizzled guys. And across the narrow sea, you got Daenerys trying to just get a foothold in anything. You got Renly and Stannis ki- trying to kill each other. Oh, God. You got Renly and Loras trying to kill each other. Yeah, just stabbing oh, the fuck Just constant sword fights. Dude, I miss the days of Stannis when the Red Woman and Davos trying. Oh, my God. It was so good. Was... Even Cat, Even Cat and Rob. We could just shut a tear talking Rob about just... It. Oh, just hammering that nurse. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also like Cat kind of Cat like blew a lot of stuff by letting Jamie go too. Yo, Let's yeah. not forget about that. But that was though like to, that's what made the story move. That yeah. was it. These dumb decisions of these characters we like, and then you have to question the people you like. Yeah, like Tywin, he's a villain, and there's no de- de- uh, denying it. But we love him because he's so well read, he's so well acted, yeah. and he's genius. Yeah. He doesn't make those mistakes. He didn't, yeah, he made no mistakes. The villains in this show don't make the mistakes the good guys do, which I think is what's so great about Game of Thrones. Well, he did make a mistake, like, underestimating that Tyrion would he fucking did. shoot him. Oh, and then he's fucking... And then he bangs Shay, whore yeah. wizard. Yeah. Shay was never a good person, guys. And if you are in the Shay camp, me and Chris were never in the Shay camp. No chance. This, this podcast is an anti-Shay podcast. We should actually just ban her name now. On the, like, now that it's now, over she with, is now referred no to the... Yeah. The, the, the whore wizard formerly known as Shay. The, the, the wizard who shall not be spoken. Yeah, she who shall not be named. Um, my number two pick is is the dragons. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the, the one, what was it, Rhaegal, who got taken out? You hated that. Dude. You hated that. So, three, three arrows all hit him. Unreal. Like, okay, first of all, the ships are probably fucking, like, swaying in the water, right? Yes. So you have these scorpions that are hard to shoot to begin with. Against a moving target in the air, like flying fast as fuck fast on a fuck. ship. Yeah, wild. And like, and and oh, you got a hundred percent fucking clip rating on that yeah. thing. And then literally the next episode could not hit shit. Yeah, Drogon just maxim. Unreal. Rhaegal's moving. It's not floating in the air. The ships are moving, and they hit it with three straight arrows. Unbelievable. Neck, wing, and then a kill And then Danny just forgot that they'd be there too. And you have like an aerial view. How do you not see a fucking fleet? In yeah. a bay. Yeah, you can see that. You can see literally everything yeah. right in the air. <laughs> yeah. It's literally Un- how unbelievable. It works. Unbelievable. And then also Drogon just like like letting John kill his mom and then just like takes the being body. Like, oh yeah. What do well, you do with that I'll body? Just peace out of here. Oh, we all know what he did with that body. You ever you ever heard of Ed Kemper? Did, did he Ed Kemper her? He, we know where Daenerys is right now. I mean it was it was his mom. <laughs> That's true. Shit. Drogon's a perv. Mm-hmm. Wow, and then it burned the throne, and it turns out it just did it for the fuck of it. It in the script, we thought it burned it because it knew that that is what corrupted her. In yeah. the script, it's like Drogon just looks to the right and starts torching shit. Like, and the what? throne happens to be in the yeah. way. Dude, fuck that! I 
I hate. I hate. I it do all. like that her vision came true, but it wasn't snow; it was ash. And I yeah. do like that it's almost so creative by George to have it be: is it ash? Is it snow? What is it? Yeah. She was killed by John, then I guess now she's in the Shadowlands with Khal Drogo and her son. You know, I guess that, we can that, believe that. That's the genius of George. Like he will allude to things early on, and then they don't pan out for like another like two or three seasons, or like a one whole book where it just never happens. Right. And. It, with the rush of season eight, you just like lost all, all of that, that nuance. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. But I do. Hopefully she is with Khal Drogo and her son living in the Shadowlands, which sucks too. Cause like, it's not like they were together all that long. No. And he also was like a bad guy at first. Yeah. I mean, they, they all killed They've made people. it. Yeah. They, all they figured it out. They figured it out. My third pick is, and this is not something that the show writers did. This was very important to the story. But when I watched it live, I was like, no, Prince Oberon's death. Mm. He he had the mountain mm. in the first half. He did. And he's just like, lie. say it! You know, the no. whole Tywin Lannister, and then he gets his fucking head smashed. His wife screams, which haunts Dude, my dreams. Yeah. I have to like, fast-forward it. Uh, Tyrion there is just like, holy shit. And then it shows Cersei like, nodding, yeah. And then it shows Jamie like, oh, no. It's such a great scene. I was felt like I was there in the crowd, standing next to Grand Meister Pice. I was like, oh, fuck, his head just got squashed <laughs> like water. It's highly irregular. Dude, and then, and then uh, Tyrion's like, yo, you're not going to wear a helmet? He's yeah, like, no, that shit yeah. slows me down. She's like, that's so what you're fighting, he's huge. She's like, size does not matter when you're laying on your back. And then Tyrion goes, thank the gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three pick is Cersei. Mm. Cersei Lannister, she proved throughout all the seasons that no mm. matter like what kind of shit's thrown against her, she'll come up with some sort of plan. You know, she killed Robert to get him out of the way and make her, her yeah. son the king. Um, she no traps set. She blew eight. up the the sept. Beautiful scene. Um, she did a lot. Of, she was real sneaky. She was she was, was kind of like a pearl. Kind of like a pearl harbor. A little sneaky, bit. Okay. Yeah. And in season eight, she just didn't have really any schemes. Yeah. At and then all. Daenerys was kind of like a Harry Truman. She fucking went hard. Hell yeah. So I just thought that was a little. It wasn't true to her character that. She would have had something going. Yeah, she basically she was relying on Euron to do everything. She should have had in all the towers some wildfire. So if the dragon flew past it and blew it up, it would have had some blowback and maybe killed Daenerys in the. Uh, well, I was under the impression that they used the majority of the wildfire in the Blackwater. In in well in the Blackwater and in then the in the sub. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right because it was underneath it. Right. You're right. She. I just. You're right though. It is not like Cersei did not have some trickeration up her yeah. sleeves. Or so, at least, you know, Ruski, yeah. she, um, you know, maybe, like, hide with some, like, hostages or something. Like, like when she, in the Blackwater, she was, like, ready to, like, yeah, kill all those people. Shit, yeah, it's Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the same thing we had with the Night King battle. Why are all these people in the crypt? Why didn't they just move them further south? To the neck. You know, like, no, just stay there. No, just, yeah, just stay if shit, gets, if shit goes bad, just be quiet. <laughs> um, my fourth pick... And we disagreed on this, but I'm going to go with it. Bran is the king. I don't like King Bran because his character had stressed, I'm not a Stark. Well, you're Lord of Winterfell now. No, I'm not. Denying all these titles. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes king. Yeah. That's not creative. That's not subverting expectations. That's just stupid. His I, whole character was against it. He's the Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of this it, it doesn't really add up with the whole Three-Eyed Raven Thing. No, he's got to be in the north. Raven like had didn't even care about. Him. He was the other Thriad Raven. Might have been a mascot because he was in that tree with those fucking children of the forest. Real mascot, that guy. If you Ma- know what I mean. Massive mascot. Massive mascot. He's like the Stanford Cardinal. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's in. He would just sit in the tree, and now Bran has to worry about leadership. And he's just like, I got to go find Drogon. I, I, I actually, I thought it would have been really cool if like Jon Snow or like even Sansa ended up being like king or queen. I agree. And then Bran was like the hand. And he could like see everything. Or the that's master going of whispers. On. Yeah, or the master of whispers. But that's what the master happened of with, fucking uh, ramps. with Brendan Rivers, who was the original Three Eyed Raven. He was a master of whispers. He no, he was the hand of the king. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was the hand of the king. He was a Targaryen bastard, and uh, like he was able to see all this stuff that was happening. He caught, I think, the third or second Blackfire Rebellion, like before it even got started. Right. And there was just like a massive host of Targaryens outside the castle walls. I think it was at like. Uh, I can't remember, maybe Tumbleton or something. But um, nice. they, so like they woke up the next morning when they were about to like get the Blackfire Rebellion going and they just had Targaryens surrounding them. All over the place. Shit. Oh, man. So that would have been cool to see, kind of like a callback there. Yeah. Uh, my fourth, my fourth pick. pick is just the lack of fucks given in season yeah, eight. And no the, fucks we've given. We've talked about it. We don't need to go back over it, but just very disappointing. 
But on the the inverse of that, uh, me and you, we guys, we literally gave it to season eight. We brought out midweek mayhem. We did do we, the midweek mayhem. We when we come over, we wouldn't just start recording. Like after each episode, this is eight o'clock on a Sunday night. Finish the episode. Probably at those nights we were doing like thirty to forty five minute production meeting yeah. to get our shit straight. And there were longer than an hour episodes too. Record an episode for us that would also last longer than an hour. Chris then would have to drive home. I would edit the episode and post it to be the next night. We gave it our all. We yeah. did. And to see them not give it their all was frustrating because we went hard. Hey, oh, maybe man. we should be getting paid like multi million dollar contracts Agreed. instead of them. Maybe I should get to hang out with Amelia Clark. <sighs> <laughs> And now, and speaking of Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen, House of Dragons. House preview. of the Dragon, yeah. So, House of the Dragon, folks, was called the Order. So they canceled the other prequel. They which, shot the pilot, which was going to be the Long Night one. And apparently, they were like too much Night King. The pilot apparently sucked. This one has is being show ran. Well, let's by the, talk about that for a second. All right. I mean, because it's a little redundant. It's we know what ends up happening with the White Walker threat, right? So he gets beat back, but he doesn't die. Right, but I'm saying even like oh, to win the, the Night King's the kill, right. right? You know, so it's like, why are we gonna run that back? There's gonna be a ton of like magic and lame shit, right? You know, give us some real shit that give we us can some work fighting. with here. Yeah. So House of, House of the Dragon so, is gonna be sweet. It's so George R. R. Martin is directly a producer on this show, but also to which probably means he still is fucking around with his book. But further to that, <laughs> the guy who ghost wrote um, the uh, Fire and Blood book. What was the book, the Targaryen history book called? Fire and Blood. Fire and Blood. The guy who yeah. co-wrote that with him also is a producer on this. And the showrunner is the director of the Battle of the Bastards. Is that Michael Shapapuak or whatever his name is? Sapochnik? Sapochnik. Nice. That was close. Nice. He is going to be the showrunner. Beautiful. And already all-star, all-star from top down. It's already got a season one order, so it's ten episodes, season one. No matter what, it's going to happen. Uh, unless they totally shit the bed in production and gets canceled, for, which I don't see it doing because you rarely get. So the other prequel got just a pilot, yeah. which means show us an episode, let's see what we think. And HBO yeah, exactly like, nah. Yeah, this one's already got a ten episode order. Beautiful. That's very rare. And and the thing too, like all that's already, like the the long night episode that it's already yeah hasn't been written right. Like they they wrote from the show, but there's nothing to really fall back on as far as like. George R. R. Martin material right. on that. I mean, right. there is like overarching stuff, but there's not specific events. Necessarily. It was just some show writers probably giving it a shot, yeah. and they kind of failed, and that happens a lot. Whereas with the House of the Dragon, all of that is like very well documented, rich history, three hundred years before the events of what we're currently dealing with, right? Exactly. So, um, my personal wish is that it's an anthology. If it does get multiple seasons and they cover different Targaryens. But the first season, odds are, will cover Aegon. Yeah. Right? Aegon give us a little. Conqueror. What would you like to see as someone who knows an awful lot? I mean, Aegon the Conqueror, of course, is going to happen. They got to show him yeah. land in King's Landing and create and, and make people bend the knee. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's because you have, like, rich stories. Godly characters in this. Like, you have people who were just spoke about almost, like, reverently mm-hmm. in the series that we recently yeah. saw. And we're going to be able to see them brought to life on the screen. I'm looking forward to seeing Aegon's two sisters, uh, yeah. Rhaenys and Viserys. He bangs both of them consistently. He, he d- yeah. Well, mainly the bangs. hot one. There is a hot one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Rhaenys, a warrior one. Rhaenys is the hotter one. Rhaenys. Like, some people. Call I like Rhaenys. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rhaenys. Um, but yeah, so she's the hotter one that gets banged more often. And then Viserys yeah. has a kid. I think uh, Magor was her kid. Who becomes Magor the Cruel? Yeah, um, but it's it's just gonna it's gonna be awesome. And to what see is all this the stuff. Black Dread? We'll, we'll see Valerian the Black Valerian Dread. Valerian the Black Dread, dude. guys. Be he makes Drogon look like a puppy. Yeah. It is said in lore that when Valerian flew over towns, it was cast in shadows. I want to see Horde Heron. I want to see oh, yeah. Heron Hall get created. Oh, I want to yeah. see that famous quote from Aegon, which is "In the morning, your line ends." Dude, these are these are all the, like this is the, these larger than life moments that yeah. it's gonna be. Honestly, it's gonna they're gonna have to have a very high production yeah. budget. It won't happen this. in season one, but if it gets picked up for multiple seasons, we may see the dance of dragons. Yes. Magor the Cruel, you got all those generis, you got the Blackwater Rebellions, Man. you got all that bullshit. Fucking uh so in order you probably have like Aegon and, and Conquering Westeros. Yeah. Then, you know, if they do do an anthology type thing, which would be really cool. I agree. Um, the second season would probably then have to be like Magor the Cruel and like the battle versus the Faith Militant. Magor the Cruel who created Magor's Holdfast, correct? Yep. Real bad guy. Real bad, Real bad guy. guy. Real negative Real dude. Real bad guy. Uh, if you go back and listen to 
I think it was one of the Westeros history minutes in season one, but you did we talked thing, about yeah. how Megor's hold fast was built and everything. Yeah. Um, then you'd probably have to go like the old king. I think Jaharis was him, like yeah. right before the Dance of the Dragons. If we're lucky uh, enough for this thing to last eight, nine, ten seasons, yeah. The final season, I think, ideally would be Mad King. The Mad King. Yeah. And we sit, and we get a young Tywin and a young Ned and all Dude, that shit. And that I, would be fantastic. I'm actually more excited for this than Game like, of Thrones. Like if if you were going to put before I even saw Game of Thrones, the series that we recently saw i would probably pick this one yeah. over the events that we it's saw. called the seven kingdoms because there are seven sep- seven separate kingdoms at the beginning of house of the dragon and mm-hmm. aegon comes over and is like yo i want all this shit we're gonna make it one we're gonna make we're gonna do one thing is his <laughs> brand brand has built the wall at this point brand, yes okay. yes yeah so yep. that's all done all yeah. the, the what's that called the age of heroes yep that's that passed. was probably that was like probably what the other prequel was gonna be before. Yeah. yeah exactly but this is so much richer and so much more defined, like Chris. Chris was saying, it's the, after Magor you get uh, the old King Jaharis, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there you get. Um, there's, I mean, when the Blackwater, or I'm sorry, the Blackfires, right? What are they called? Yeah, the, the, the Black. The uh, so Damon ba- Blackfire was the first one. Those are all really good stories. That was Aegon the Unworthy who started that shit off, yeah. and he was just banging a ton of people, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just make all my bastards legitimate." And keep in mind, guys, if you like the Game of Thrones, like all the hot actors and all the banging. It's it's there. Oh, it's there. It's all there. Only, only the only difference is now, like most of them will be related. They all will be related. So like, for Jamie and Cersei were the only ones. Though, yeah, right? but it's no different than like if you're on the internet now. Everyone's related. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stepmom yeah. Step- caught in dishwasher. Fucked. Fucked. <laughs> Magor caught in holdfast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked. Fucked. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's gonna. I'm really interested to see how they handle because we know that. It costs a shit ton of money to put either even like three dragons on screen, right? Well, what yeah. are we gonna do when there's twelve dragons in in one storyline? Well, I think that's what's so exciting about it getting a ten episode order is that HBO is prepared to put money behind it, especially if George and that Michael uh, poop shoot is directly <laughs> attached to it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. This this to me, just based off of everything, like reading Fire and Blood. Um, reading the world of Ice and Fire, there's you cannot fuck this storyline up because the, there's so much on it already. The guy who did Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. think of the potential of him doing not just Aegon but the Dance of Dragons. That oh is God. intense. I I I got to change my pants. You did it. Yeah. Winter came. I, I did it. Only when I'm angry. But no, yeah. So and and also, you guys like thought we were big on spoiling before. Yo. Oh, dude, so, get ready. <laughs> so if you, if you haven't read, like, Fire and Blood and World of Ice and Fire... Start reading. Re- yeah, read Start it because reading now. your boy's going to be spoiling Chris it. Chris got me into these books. I mean, when this show comes out, guys, we will... Deep Thrones will be back officially. We promise yeah. you guys we oh, will yeah. cover each episode. We'll probably even throw in some midweek mayhems. Um, we're we're going to be ready for it because this is, this is our thing. And, and um, as for the DTB podcast, which if you were lucky enough to hear all those... <laughs> episodes we did <laughs> that's pretty much dead we're, we are the deep limited thrones boys release. limited release straight to walmart bin we are the deep thrones boys uh and we're gonna be we're gonna be that's what we do um and to that end i want to thank you guys but i want to thank you chris because you got me into this shit i'll never forget where i was hell no i was in my apartment <laughs> at the time and you were playing call of duty and you're like listen if you don't stop if you don't start listening to game of thrones we're not friends anymore like you're watching game of thrones yeah. i was like oh i don't know man you're like how about this what if we do a podcast and I started, and I've never looked back. I love the show. I bought the books. I own and, all the seasons. And, and, and you, thank you. You really, like, put all the quality into this. No, no. Because, uh, like... We bring different things to the table. We, we, we bring different things to the table, but I was fine, like, sounding shitty as fuck on the PlayStation 3 when we were Oh, doing it drove it. me nuts. And then and you brought in these the awesome microphones, the, the new production yeah. uh, technology that you have on your laptop. Yeah. We really we it. really took this thing and made it legit, so I'm, I'm proud of us, but thank you for you your driving down here every Sunday. Thank you, mm-hmm. man. And, and to you guys who listened and shared and all of that, oh, yeah. that really goes a long way and it makes it worth it and it makes it fun like all the i mean dude remember the polls we do season eight oh, they yeah. would always do really well um all the people who, who did engaging all engaging with us thank you we're nothing we're nothing without you guys we're nothing without you guys just a couple of mascots searching for our, our purpose for, for <laughs> searching for kids uh, and i also want to say really quick um that without your participation it's just not worth it and for the people who would come over for the viewing party that's fantastic but also me and chris really quick want to give a shout out to all the guests all the guests that came on you got, we got a list and contributed we'll switch off you say a name then i'll say it all right well let's the first you, guy uh, i gotta say the first guy's go name ahead, brendan 
Dude, we love you, buddy. Even though you don't listen, you're not even going to hear this. Thank you. We're sorry that you said you're our Andy King and you'd suck a dick for us. He I'm won. not sorry about that. Yeah, he'd suck so many dicks for us. <laughs> suck a dick, suck a dick. We love you, Brennan. Um, Colleen. Colleen McMahon, tw- twice twice a guest. She's, yeah, she was uh, and, and she, she came to the party. Yep, yeah. the party. Twice a guest. Um, I'll say uh, Cassie. Cassie. Cassie, t- I think three times a guest and came to the viewing parties. The and Red Wedding, the infamous Red Wedding. She... she Helped finish off a lot of bottles of wine. So yes. That was oh my good. god, she housed that one. Housed. One recording of me and you were like, "What happened?" Oh, also made those cupcakes. Yeah. For the final. Oh, Sansa cupcake. Uh, yeah. Sarah, the girlfriend of Sarah the Sarah Walling. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for letting us both hours do it. Out of our day. Yeah. Letting this guy come down here. Uh, Brett Strelchek, who not only was I think three times a guest, twice for sure. Twice. But for he, sure, he came to probably. he came to I think the viewing of the first episode, and is our lawyer. Yeah, and fired Brendan for us, and has been litigating hard against Brendan because he's been coming after us for unpaid (laughs) fair. He's not getting a dime. No, he's not getting a dime. Not getting a dime. Uh, Nate Calder. Nate Calder, fantastic. Also gave us the uh, the hat, the hats. Yeah, the good boy hats. The good boy hats. And he was here for the midweek mayhem when we did our houses, which to me is our funniest episode ever. It was. There's some great content. Smack. It's smack. Dan Dillon. Dan Dillon. Big friend of mine. Dan Dillon. Friend of Chris's as well from Saint Rita. What a great guy. And Dan Lamb. Dan Lamb. The, the dance. The dance. Devil Double D's, Dan. we call him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Rooney. Matt, Matt Rooney. Rooney. Great guy. Moose and Rune's podcast. You got to listen to it. He also won the Culver's gift card. He did. He did win the Culver's Which gift was card. Huge. I wonder if he cashed in on that thing yet. Uh, <laughs> Nick Halkius. Nick oh. The uh, coach. The co- coach. The coach. Uh, Great Tila. guy. Tila Halpin, who was in our last ever episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was our final midweek mayhem. She was kind enough to come by. Uh, last minute and, and give really good knowledge and also charlie and jamie who are two buddies of mine from sea dog who sat in the background of one of our recordings but did get in some words so oh, shout yeah. out to all you guys we missed what was that sorry. what was the, we like had a really big laugh that it was mr hands we were talking about oh, mr yeah. hands <laughs> yeah you and you said you're like you got mad at me you're well you're like after that episode i feel like we all got fucked by a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah. beautiful that's but yeah great. so thank all you guys i mean honestly Everyone who came and listened and all that. Thank you. Major contributors. Major yeah. contributors. Give yourself a hand. You guys did not blow there it. There you go. You guys I'm not clapping, but Chidi's clapping. clapping. You guys are cooler than cheats. me. You guys should clap for me. Yeah, for Chris. Honestly. He did. He's 51% shareholder. 50%, he came up with this thing. 51%. This was all Chris's idea, and I was just happy to be a part of it. Insert and, hair um, flip. Chris, I hope you don't mind if I end this with, I have one more. Chidi original. <laughs> trial by Let's comment. do it. Let's right. freaking do it. So, of course you guys know, I ended the boys anthology. That's done. Uh, I needed to end trial by combat uh, as I began the series. And that was falling in love. <laughs> I'm just, bad this, radio. This guy. I'm just staring at Chris with yeah. the cheesiest smile. Falling in love. So the final trial by combat, guys. Tell it's us an, about it's it. It's another Chidi original as they all mostly were uh it's different from my other style i'm trying to change it up this okay. is a deeply romantic sexual thriller okay interesting um, i the cast I mean, is, it, is it like a dark romantic no comedy, it's just like a, no, it no 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 just... it's like a deeply torn like full pen full, oh, we're talking full pen jeez full penetration okay it's a sexual like thriller it's about these people who fall it's sort of like a modern day romeo and juliet okay people trying to keep apart people who should be together Okay. So let me, let me, let me just don't look at me. Um, uh, it's okay. So it stars Amelia Clark as a character named Amelia Clark, and it stars me as a character named me, uh, John Sheedy. Okay. Uh, it's again, so coincident, far. coincidence, so coincidence. That was just what the characters' names were. Um, <laughs> it's about a forbidden love that shouldn't work. You know, it's it's this one dude. It's about a poor boat boy who falls in love with a rich English actress. Okay. And society tries to tear them apart and keep them apart. Uh, and they do it through various ways. They do it through negativity, through judgment, through interventions. Interventions through, are key. Through court orders. Uh, interventions, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their love is too strong, and they come together. They fall in love. They run away together. Suck toes, sit face, all that good stuff. Uh, it's rated on C-17 for full pen, starring Amelia Clark and myself. And the movie is called The Mother of Dragon's Daddy. It it, it it sounds a lot more like wishful thinking than an actual like movie script. Well, movies are a pitch. Uh, this is based on true events. <laughs> okay. okay, loosely based. 
on, well, on true yeah, events. Tight, tight, tightly based. All right, so we're gonna, so we're gonna have to, we're, we're gonna have to work on the title first of all. But we're also, we're probably gonna have to work on the names of the characters. No, I like well. them as they are. And I think we might have to like tweak those a little bit. Okay, we can call uh, a like Clark's Josh, character. like Josh Sheehan. Maybe Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Amelia Clark's character could be like Daenerys Targaryen. That'd be a cool name. Or maybe like Emily Clarkson. Oh, that's good. I'm fine with Emily Clarkson. There I can work go. with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just get a little. Yeah, get a little. Yeah, but little you don't bit. like the name of the movie, The Mother of Dragons, Daddy? No, because I don't really under. Is it like Mother Dragons, comma Daddy? The or Mother like... of Dragons apostrophe S Daddy. Oh, oh. Like, yeah, it's about the daddy, which oh, I is see what's played going by on. John Shooty. I see what's happening You there. see what's going on there. The mother of dragons, daddy. <laughs> I thought it was like the mother of dragons, comma, daddy, question mark. The mother like, of dragons, daddy? daddy? <laughs> mother of dragons, daddy? No, I've already had some. <laughs> no, I, it's the mother of dragons, daddy. Like, she owns the daddy. Ooh. Okay. And then write that down. So then, how how are we gonna how are we gonna? You're not gonna make any money off this because your rating's gonna. You can't even put it on. You can't put it well, on screen. Well, we can do rated R. We just won't film. But well, when we act, we'll be method about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We just we'll, we'll do that one angle. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, no, ew. Yeah. Gross. Bad radio. Bad. <laughs> just bad, bad radio. I general. think it's a good. I think it's the best shitty original yet. Right up there with Legal Jannies. Okay. Well, we all know how we feel about Legal Jannies, so <laughs> stay away from that. Stay away. Don't touch it. But uh, well, that is we a did wrap. it. We did it. Season eight, Game of Thrones, long overdue. Um, we will be back for House of the Dragon. Yes, we will. Very excited. I'm very much looking forward Maybe to. Maybe until now and then we'll do other little surprises here or there, but uh, no promises. <laughs> In the past, <laughs> I find that when we make promises, yeah, we do not keep tough. I think, um, I think House busy. of Dragon. I think the House of the Dragon is supposed to be out in 2021, but I'm not sure on that. And that's that. just a year away. That's what I'm hearing. So 2020 is already already almost it's over. Already it's already rip roaring. Hey, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Are you do anything? You growing the mustache this year? You tried to um, last year. You know, I I. I've I've found that with my New Year's resolutions, like they end up just being silly stuff anyway. So I don't. I, Smart, I don't yeah. Know. Good for you. I don't have any. Yeah. Mine's just to make this film. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. As always, you're the best. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. It's, it's been a wild it? ride. It's been a wild ride, but it's been worth it. It's been worth it. You all good? I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci too. And uh, hey, Amelia, hit me up. Let's make a movie together. <laughs>